Welcome to Feels Like Weezer, where we're talking about Weezer's catalog, one song at a time, track by track. I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute. And I'm Zach Frankingsmith. You can follow me on Twitter, at The Informal Log. And we have a guest today. Ooh, that's me. I'm Tyler Boudreaux from Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute, which is done and over, and from the evil podcast of evil, a podcast about Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, which hasn't started yet. So, it's a time. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. I, I don't think I ever said that last episode, but but thank you. <laughs> well, great, I, yeah. Thanks. I thanks genuinely enjoy your company, even though it sounds very sassy usually from my end. Well... That's what happens when two sass masters meet each other. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's the two of you that are sassing up. I mean, have you, have you listened to the podcast? If you say even, no, that's okay. I'm not um, even that sassy. It's just when, I, when I'm a guest on other people's podcasts, I just go out of my way to cause hell. Good. I'm glad. You, somebody's got to. Makes it a little bit more entertaining. Yeah. Um, what are we, we talking about today, Eric? Yeah, are you going to cause hell for us with Butterfly? Oh, you know it. Yesterday I went outside With my mama's mason jar Caught a lovely butterfly When I woke up today Looking on my fairy pet She had withered all in sighing in her breast I'm sorry for what I did I did what my body told me to I didn't so uh so Zach <laughs> yeah yeah I'm gonna I'm just gonna divert from uh Tyler over there but Zach what do you think about Butterfly oh my god the song is so good like when you, you if you remember I gave the good life a 10 right yeah and i'm like i don't think there's any other song on this album that's that good i apparently forgot that i haven't listened to the album all the way through in a long time (laughs) um and butterfly is it's just it is so good everything about it is wonderful um Hmm. i'm a big fan oh yeah everything (laughs) okay the lyrical content the lyrical content's great what are you talking about let me take that again the the lyrical content's great what about you, Tyler? Yeah, Tyler, that's here. Yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, a, a great way to end an album, like, and yeah, killing it. Like, 100%. Like, in the, we've been talking about how this is kind of like uh, an over-the-top emo album, and then this song kind of just hits us with a, it's just going to be an acoustic guitar and uh-huh. some, some real, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Genuine sing mm-hmm. like emotions yeah instead of a loud emo song we're gonna get a quiet emo song oh yeah 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 and eric what do you think well and, and to piggyback onto what you were just saying i i and something i've been i've been reading this book <laughs> um that i went ahead and got uh that uh, i know zach has as well oh yeah but nirvana and their and kurtz really uh something in the way Mm-hmm. You know that I, I think these two kind of share that chemistry of okay, let's just scale back this 
whether it's the grunginess or the heavy metal or the punk kind of sensibilities and you know give this really earnest heartfelt something something like very kind of per, of a, so much more personal I mean not not that not that a ton of the other stuff here on the Pinkerton Pinkerton album hasn't been of a kind of fairly personal nature yeah but, um but this just, feels just, more yeah. authentic mm-hmm. yeah okay you know um good, because I feel like a lot of the earlier songs it's it's pumped up machismo you know um uh, you know the the tired of sex, uh-huh. you know, and and all that, and get you especially, um, but you know, like this is we're getting rivers at his most raw, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, that raw rivers. The, the raw rivers. Um, <laughs> it's uh, I think I think it's it's great. I mean, I, I, it, that he, it's reminiscent of a lot of the lyrical work on the Blue Album. I think, um, where it's, it, I mean, the blue album's incredibly personal and, um, you know, we, we really see that in butterfly specifically, in my opinion, um, that that's the, uh, this is the most personal of Weezer's catalog so far. Why did you say catalog like that? <laughs> like what? I say catalog all the time. What's... You, yeah, but you Here's say that like, <laughs> I'm not saying say weird. That... Like like when I when I when I say ratatouille, everyone's like, "Why do you say ratatouille?" I'm like, "That's just just how I say ratatouille." I don't know what you're talking about. Catalog. That's it's <laughs> how everybody says it. That's how I learned it. <laughs> what? <sighs> for, for yours, Tyler. I want I want to say it. So here's how I say ratatouille. <laughs> I I get really. I'm pretty sure that's the common way, right? Uh, yeah, I say ratatouille uh, or ratatouille. Uh, if I really want to be annoying about it, um, I just say ratatouille. I don't know what. Okay, so are you are you into Pokemon at all, Tyler? Oh, you know it. Okay, I know you are. I don't know why I even <laughs> asked the question. Okay, so the little mouse Pokemon from Kanto. What do you call it? Oh, okay. I I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I I recognize that uh, the general populace calls it Rattata, but I always thought it was Ratata. You say you say ratata, yeah. I do too. I say ratata, ratata. No, no. I've been changed. I I used to say it ratata, uh, but now I say ratata. Yeah, it's annoying. I'm well, pretty sure like, I would just say the rat one if I ever were to try to say it, but I don't think I have the purple well, rat. Guess, you, you can't say the rat one anymore because there's nine thousand rat <laughs> oh, ones. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's gotten crazy. Uh, but guys, we're talking about Papillon right now, so, uh, <laughs> uh, what? Butterfree, if we were to say, if we were going to Pokemon, no, Butterfly, Papillon, it's, uh, French, French. for Butterfly. Wait, now, now I'm picturing this song, but it's about a Butterfree instead, I really like it. <laughs> oh my god, my, my daughter's watching Pokemon now, uh, Aww. she, okay, right, okay, and let me just, I'm gonna diverge here for a second. Because um, we're talking about personal songs. We're going to talk about my personal life. Um, my kid just turned two. Uh, and one of her favorite things is to look... You know, like, I have Pokemon Go on my phone. And, you know, when you pull up the Pokemon, you can tap on it. And it does, like, a motion or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I make noises for each one. Um, yeah. Well, I caught a Lickitung. And what it does is sticks its tongue out and goes... Blah, 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 blah. 
and it, she just flips Wait, sorry, out. Can you repeat that? I oh. that the audio. Uh, she goes. Okay, uh, okay thanks. Yeah, sticks tongue. Um, okay, one more time. Okay, thank you. Um, so she she loves it. Uh, she thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. Um, so now it's not even like she doesn't she doesn't use the word like Pokemon or anything like that. She goes, she comes up to me and she's like, like it's a question. And if I tell her no, she goes like. It's the cutest thing. And oh I know, like, God. people who don't have kids always think, like, yeah, that's not. But no, seriously, like, it's adorable. Um, oh, and now she's watching Pokemon because of that. But, you know. So I'm raising my kid right, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, well, Pokemon's a pretty good show. Yeah, well. Yeah. I have opinions. But th- we're not talking about those opinions today. Wait, this uh, isn't a Pokemon recap show? <laughs> no, no. Uh, but let's One talk Pokemon about that later. Um, yeah, we got like 900 episodes. Uh, <laughs> then we'll do One Piece after that. Um, so this the movies. It's ridiculous. Uh, so this song, um, the song itself, it's just uh, rivers with an acoustic, and uh, Carl Coke does the little brush drums in the background. Not even Pat Wilson, which I find interesting. Um, and it's... You, get, uh, you know the names of the guys in the band? I know, it's really weird. Uh, I always forget Brian Bell, and I feel bad about it. Oh. Um, Continue, I'm sorry. I know. I, I Brian, if you're listening... Uh, tell rivers that i'm really sorry for everything i've said <laughs> um so the the idea is that this song it, it's it's the end part of madama butterfly as well um where chocho san is waiting for pinkerton to come back and he does not and so she kills herself as he's coming back to see her right um and so now he kind of Rivers juxtaposes that with, you know, him catching the butterfly, it dying, and then him feeling, you know, bad about it, um, to the point where, you know, he's, uh, the last... He's sorry. He's really sorry. He's sorry. Um, you know, and, and that's what that whole last verse is. To me, it's, uh him you know i think honestly contemplating suicide um not specifically because of the butterfly but because of a lot of other things and you know the the whole rest of the album um you know all of his sad things that are going on in this one but um that's why i think lyrically this is one of if not their best song lyrically i did i didn't realize the madam butterfly connection um Mm -hmm. Which I guess I saw that on a middle school field trip, but I don't remember the characters' names or anything. Is that is right. there like a guy called Pinkerton in yep. the? Well, in, in the opera, in Puccini's original opera, uh, not. I don't think. Uh, what am I thinking of? I'm thinking of Miss Saigon. I've been thinking of Miss Saigon this entire <laughs> oh. time, and not because Madame Butterfly is that. Always, has that always been an opera? 
Oh my god. Yeah. Oh god. Well, I'm pretty. I'm pretty Ooh. sure that's how it started. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. was, it wasn't. But it, yeah, I but I ha- I haven't seen Miss it, Saigon. So is okay. Miss Saigon the one with the character named Pinkerton? No, that's that's uh, uh, Madame Butterf- Butterfly. But no, for some reason I'm like, oh yeah, it's set during Vietnam, right? And the <laughs> helicopter comes in on the stage. No, um, Puccini based his opera in part on the short story Madame Butterfly from right, 1898 yeah, by John Luther Long. The book was always the best. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, there's there's a whole lot about that. That's why a lot of this is, you know, he talks a lot about Japanese culture and all that stuff. Well, Japanese well, that's girls, the album cover culture. too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then I, uh, so I, I read somewhere that if you have the album, like the slipcase, uh, not the slipcase, but like if you take apart the case, the, the back where it has the, uh, track listing on the other side of that, there's like a little map. Um, and it's got a bunch of different references. Like we talked about it in the episode and I'm like, oh, I wonder if my CD has that. So I took it apart and it does. I have the little map. That they have on there, so I'll, uh, yeah, a I don't know. Map. It's a secret map. It's a secret map to uh, Rivers' lost treasure. Um, <laughs> Only Nicolas Cage can find it. Oh my God! National Treasure Three: The Search for More Rivers. Um, <laughs> oh no 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 no! Rivers of Gold. That's what yeah, it will be called. There we go. Oh, all right. I'm sorry, guys. I, I gotta go. I, like, I gotta write this. I, <laughs> I like the implication that the band Weezer is a national treasure. They are. They're America's <laughs> sweethearts. What are you talking about? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, the music is really simple. The lyrics are just gorgeous. Um, like that last that last uh, verse is just it gets gets my heart every time. But. I'm done talking now. Somebody else can say things. Alright, good job, guys. (laughs) Solid. We were like, oh, we're going to have more content for this episode instead of last one, and now you guys are just not talking at all. Thanks. Thanks So. I, I kind of want to ask you, as, as I was kind of pointedly trying to, you know, wonder why you're you're in such a, you know high esteem, high awe of this song. You know, is it because he's saying I'm sorry? Is that why? Is that why? Because even in it, you know, like he says in in the chorus, you know, he says I'm sorry for what I did, but then he says I did what my body told me to. I, I didn't mean to do you harm. <laughs> I, no, this he, is him, to me, this is him talking specifically to the butterfly. Yeah. Um, that, at least that first verse. And then mm-hmm. the after the second verse, we're talking, I think, you know, a metaphorical butterfly. Uh, you know, probably the, the lover from Get You, where he's really mean. Um, mm-hmm. And that's when he... I don't think it's an implication of anything worse than, you know... I mean, not that I'm making light of anything like this but um you know abuse the, uh-huh. talking about abuse we're not talking about like sexual assault or anything like that i don't no. think that that's right. the case um, yeah i think the worst of the implied like trauma 
implied in this song it was it was what, what i always interpreted as like he like like had sex with a girl like and got her pregnant and then like is ditching her which is that the okay. plot of madam butterfly i don't know that could be yeah i think that's that's a good interpretation um we it's hard it's hard to know the truth of like the, like the real story of like mm-hmm. what rivers was going through or if this is just postured punk rock stuff i don't i don't think this is anything based on his life um specifically i think maybe it's just a, a way to tie it back to the opera and um you know ramp it up in a moderately good way you know yeah the the, the references to the opera that it, it gives it a layer of poeticism that i i makes the song like even better like that mm-hmm. i've never considered before so well re-listen to the album with that in mind you know um because i mean there's there's a lot of different you know it, every kind of beat of the song is a different part of the opera you know um and uh yeah this is a good tune this is a good tune on a not so great album like i think this is i would say this is the best song on the album not just because it's the ending ending but i know i said that with a good life but i mean it this time uh <laughs> with butterfly so uh i mean i think i think el scorcho with a good life is is still the best song on the album and i think this is your like dark horse mm-hmm. um not Katy perry okay that's by but... Katy perry but okay yeah what dark horse by Katy perry it's a yeah that's why i said not Katy perry that that was the oh you did you yeah. cut out oh man okay make the joke again i i mean i think i think your best songs on this on this record are probably going to be your el scorcho a good life and then i i see butterfly as like your dark horse not Katy perry but you know what i mean <laughs> was that good so I, no, I gave you the full take <laughs> and then you did the exaggerated laugh in such a way that you're going to have to leave the whole thing in <laughs> yes that's exactly what I'm going to have to do uh, I meant to do that so um, anything else guys uh, well, we need to talk about this line, um, if I'm a dog, then you're a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that I can't make heads or tails of. Well, you see, because a bitch, it's, what it really means is a female dog. Right, no, I got that. Like, I understand, so, the, I understand the duality of the word. So, but, like... So if, so if he's a dog, then the girl that he's with is a bitch. A female dog. Yeah. Why didn't he just say female dog, then? I would say for the rhyme scheme, but he doesn't even do anything to make exactly. That's that's. that's Are you guys forgetting about the duality of the word dog? Oh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I get it now. All right. That's that's a solid line. That makes me like it even more. Honestly. you know, because not only is he, you know, he, he it, it, it's showing that, you know, cause it, especially if we're going in line with 
the opera. Like, he truly hasn't changed on the inside. You know, he's still misogynistic, nice guy kind of mentality where it's like, well, it's not just my fault. It's also yours because you did this to me, you know? Yeah. Like, if, if I've been, if, I've, if I'm at fault here, then you are too, like... And the only reason I'm at fault is because of you. You know? Yeah. Like, if I was just hanging out with the bros, like, this wouldn't happen. But because of you being a lady, that's why. Well, I, and then I like the line that comes after I'm a dog. If I'm a dog, then you're a bitch, which is just, I get, I guess you're as real as me. Maybe I can live with that. Like, it, it was the count, count, kind of counterpoint to what you were just saying is like, okay, so like, if I'm like, if I'm a bad person, then you're a bad person too. Mm-hmm. But then like, I guess if we're both bad people, we're both just human. And I can like, well, I can live with that. Like. Or that, you know, like, I have a real life, you have a real life, that's fine, I'm still gonna go, you know. That too. Maybe I need fantasy life of chasing butterfly, like. Yeah, exactly. Like, this, Which, this real life that butterfly, we're living, like, isn't what I'm looking for, so I'm gonna go. Right. And butterfly representing other women, you know. Oh. Do, do okay. either of you have a take on ghost? Why, why, um, why the word ghost? Why By Jason ghost? Reynolds? That's a or, book reference. Or, or Jon Snow's dog. Oh. Say it again, Tyler? Oh, Jon Snow's direwolf. Oh. I'm cutting out all the bad jokes, so like yeah. this, this episode's going to be like two minutes long. Um, <laughs> is this going to be the intro, like that moderately decent conversation we just had, and then our closing stuff? Um <laughs> Is there a ghost butterfly or something that I don't know about? Like, I mean, I know there's like the ghost orchid, but I don't know about. No. Yeah. Um, well, and I think it's it's representative of if we're talking about. Okay. All right. Scrap this whole episode. We're starting again because <laughs> I have a different take. Um, wait, let's just, wait. Okay. We'll start at the beginning of the blue album again. <laughs> okay. It was a period of civil war. Um, <laughs> so. The, if you look Holly at the lyrics, fighting with <laughs> butterfly is always capitalized. So we're talking <laughs> about the the lady, and so if we if we're talking about the opera specifically, like she does kill herself at the end of it. So you know the ghost Spoilers. of her is leaving. Um, you know, so he hmm. he's not in the beginning. It's you know okay. it's both a metaphorical and literal butterfly but mm-hmm. madam butterfly you know um and that's why when he left and he was coming back she had withered all away like because she died mm-hmm. and that's what happens when people die i don't know if you know this or not <laughs> oh i'm no mortician <laughs> i wouldn't know these things look man i listen to a lot of true crime stuff but so maybe that helps but I just wanted to let you know when people die they wither you know now now what is this what is this word <laughs> die you're talking about I, I'm not sure what you mean um, what happens is when uh, so you have uh, if you have a piece of cloth that maybe you want to change okay. the color of okay um, you dye it and okay. it becomes a different color but if you dye it too much it withers and becomes nothing Okay. 
That's what it is. That's what we're talking about. Right? Okay. Welcome yes. to uh, Feels Like Clothing. Feels Like Cashmere. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, I'm so mad more... I messed that up. Wait, um, so wait, can, can I leave this bit and do a different bit? Yeah, sure. Okay, so. <laughs> Fine. First... We're all bits at this point. <laughs> first verse, if we take it as literally as possible. He goes out and he catches a butterfly in a mason jar, and then he falls asleep. And when he wakes up, it's dead. Did he forget yeah. to poke holes in the mason jar? He didn't put any holes in the mason jar because he's a doofus. Because well, he's a dumb that's kid. Just, that's just dumb. Like, grow up, man. <laughs> Learn to put holes in things. Uh, right, that's what. I, that's all I wanted to say. I like to think also it's like a giant butterfly. Um, because Mothra. no more sighing in her breast. Like I'm not imagining like the the butterfly itself sighing, but like the person going, huh, and then like you know laying up against the chest, and so Mothra is like hugging him, um, and he's like, I can't do that anymore because I killed Mothra by putting her in a mason jar, you know. Oh, uh, that's my favorite line from Dirty Dancing. Nobody puts Mothra in a, in a mason jar. <laughs> <laughs> so who's covered this song eric <laughs> obviously we're out of things to say yeah yeah i think i think we're because there's so little music stuff to cover i mean it's right. so simple and the, the one thing i want to point out though so before we get the last right yeah thing yeah, yeah, yeah. I think to cover would be that it's the percussion that carl coke does it in in opposite to the other song I referenced, the uh, "Something in the Way" by Nirvana, which I, I would say has a more um, probably brushes mm-hmm. um, done on some cymbals and so forth for for a little bit of a percussion that's that's uh, in part of it at least, similar to this. Um, this is a more thumping, more of a thump, mm-hmm. deeper, so, hitting the bass drum. Yeah, instead of the higher frequency treble. Yep, almost like a heartbeat. Oh, wow. Was that Mothra yeah. in the background? Yeah. <laughs> Mothra on the speed bike. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to be late. <laughs> Damn LA traffic. Godzilla's just waiting on a street corner like, where's Mothra? She said she would be here five minutes ago. I cannot believe it. You know, this is the last time I do this for <laughs> He's tapping his foot impatiently, looking at his watch. <laughs> but every time he taps his foot, like somebody gets crushed. <laughs> okay, so, so um, I think covers. I think River singing is pretty good yeah. in this song. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, he's a pretty good singer, you know. In, in terms of like, in terms of like, like the chorus repeats, but like it feels like every time he does the chorus, he's like putting emphasis in different ways, and like the waves of his voice mm-hmm. are crescendoing and decrescendoing in different mm-hmm. parts it's strong yeah it's it's a beautiful song like it is it is so well done you know um i just i just really like it sorry eric i yeah. interrupted you i just wanted to no. give some actual no. serious no, feedback good. about this song okay, so <laughs> me like when singing boys sing good that was pretty much what you <laughs> said <laughs> covers Yes. Uh, the only one I am aware of is the Ataris. Having covered. Okay. Are they a chiptune band too? Uh, I do not believe so. 
Oh. Um, I'd be interested. Well, I mean, they're called the Ataris, so I kind of figured <laughs> they would be. They, 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 they certainly are. Have uh, the, the, you know, Wikipedia lists pop punk and then emo, punk rock and skate punk, even. And they formed the very year this uh, album came out. And it was their first and last song. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they also they also are known for their another uh, cover song, "The Boys of Summer" by Don Henley. Huh. <laughs> Two very interesting choices. <laughs> Which I believe that's that is the one that that that, that I, I do believe I know that song. I have heard them doing this that song. The Ataris or Weezer? Yeah, the Ataris. Oh, oh, I definitely know Don Henley's. I mean, that's right, for yeah, me yeah. being an '80s kid. Um, right. That was very big back then. Somewhere in the '80s, I'm pretty sure is when that version came out. Um, so, but yeah, no, when, when they covered it, and I would guess the it must be late '90s, some somewhere throughout the 2000s ish, somewhere in there. It it seems like this song, if you're going to cover it, is just going to be another like slow down. Like just play it straight acoustic song, right? Yeah, I can't imagine it being any other way. Well, the other thing to talk about though is is when they do it live. There is apparently mm-hmm. they 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 amp it up with uh, some electric guitar. Yeah, they do. Yeah, so. electric butterfly. Yeah, is what they call it, and um, a more prominent bass line as well. Although I I can't I can't imagine. A kind of like, like, like a like a really fast like punk version of this song. I picture it in my head. Right. Like, yeah. The like, lyrics like are green, too like Green Day strumming. Like. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I think we also need to talk about the fact that on Rivers Cuomo's live album, "Not Alone," um, the song was performed by a banjoist, <laughs> which that may be the definitive version of the song. If that's the case, oh, I, I'm all for banjo. Oh hell yeah, uh, Kermit the Frog, and <laughs> not this album. We've got two more before we talk about Kermit, okay? Oh, and then the, well, then they did the um, they did the song on the 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 album of Muppet yeah, covers with exactly. Haley Williams from Paramore, right? Oh, they did. Yeah, they did Rainbow Connection, didn't they? Yeah. So there's that too. Oh boy. Oh well, boy, either way, we're not there yet. Well, well the the one thing I'd throw in for banjo, if you, if you are a lover of it, liker of it, what have you, um, Sufjan Stevens. It's not that mm-hmm. it's not certainly not that he uses it all the time, but he does use it to great effect. I think. Did you did you just recommend that just the concept of Sufjan Stevens? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. The concept. Right. Are you aware? Sufjan what? Stevens. I, I've heard of him. Yeah. Okay. Have you heard of this guy, Steve Martin? He's pretty good at banjo, too. <laughs> I'm a big banjo fan. Like, honestly, legitimately a banjo fan. Um, I think. H- it, have you played it? Is a have you played banjo and kazooie on the new Smash yet? No, I don't have it. I don't have the, sw- I don't have the <laughs> Switch. So, yeah, my wife is like, you already have a console. And I'm like, well, point. <laughs> but I can't. You're not wrong. This, this other console is How better. am I supposed to play Breath of the <laughs> Wild? I'm so, I'm so mad. I want to play that game so bad. But oh, it's great. It's one of the best games ever made. Okay, all right. Can we talk about our ratings now? <laughs> 10 out of 10. How'd I know that? 
uh, Tyler, what what would you rate this song? Okay, so this is what I hate because uh, is there is there like is there like a Hall of Fame at risk here? Like, no. no. Okay, like Weezer will like, never be in a Hall of Fame, right? <laughs> in in five years, they'll be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame hasn't even put bare naked ladies in yet, so they can fight me. I hope they both get in the same year. That would just be wonderful. Oh, actually, I think they're eligible this year. It's twenty five. Yeah. It's oh, twenty five yeah. years after your first record gets released. They seem like I don't know. I don't know if they'd be a first year induction, but well, and and the, and the uh, other podcast on our network, who cares about the Rock Hall, actually had a special episode on Weezer, or not special. I mean, they they do right a fair yeah. number of episodes on certain bands and artists, but um, they do Weird Al yet because he needs to be in the hall. No, they haven't, but. I'm going to recommend that to them, <laughs> to the host, <laughs> the main host, <laughs> good old Joe. Um, but no, uh, we're, we we need to get back to your rating, Tyler. Okay, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a nine. nine. Ooh. Okay. And I'm following in order with an eight. What? <laughs> That's amazing. Are you kicking me off? No, not yet. <laughs> it depends on your opinion of. Uh anything on everything will be all right in the end which is just a 10 out of 10 album so what it's just gonna be really annoying when you're rating it's just a 10 out of 10 sorry it's just really good <laughs> so wait, has has any song gotten all 10s from you guys uh, no i don't think so no because so, so you don't even we've, we've had, had our 9.5s like a... or 9.75 even we had our yeah, 9.75 We've gotten really close, but we haven't. Yeah. No, the... Uh, say it ain't so. Yeah, say it ain't so, so, because that was a 10 out of 10 for me. So you so you don't have a like collection of songs which are your Hall of Fame Golden Plate Club equivalent of, like, these are the highest rated ones? Not yet. I wonder if that could be a special episode at some point. Where we where Ooh, we, we classify. Yeah. Okay. Now that we're, like, three albums, after like, we've done the third album, maybe, here. Right. Yeah. Like I think every, that I, like every everything that's averaged a nine or above maybe could be like yeah. into the hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. yeah because Eric's two tens were undone and only in dreams and you didn't give a ten this album did you Eric? I uh, no I didn't. Not, Which is nine was my highest last or two episodes ago. Oh my my ratings are all over the place <laughs> with this. But see, on average, I was. I think I like this album better, on average. Really, I'm pretty sure. Well, I'll we'll talk out. about that in, uh, we'll figure in another out, yes. episode. Um, so yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think that's all. Mm-hmm. That's we're done. We're finally done with this <laughs> accursed album. Um, I mean, we've I got mean, two more get, things to do, but. I get that you're not a fan of this album, but like this is like one of the most regarded like albums, like for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, I... <laughs> it's a trash album. No, it's not that bad, but it's just I I think in in Me Too America, this is not a good album. Um, I think the things that it it has done for rock and for Weezer and for people like me. Um, growing up is immeasurable but I think there are a lot of really big problems that we can't overlook today with this album yeah 
Um, yeah, and that, that's fair. I, I speak as someone, I've said this on other podcasts. I don't know if I've said it specifically on this one. I don't really care about lyrics. Lyrics are a hint as to a, how a song is supposed to make you feel. But usually how the song makes you feel is how the song makes me feel. Like, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Like, it's music. Like, it, it has its own emotional emotionality to it. And I get so, that. It, it, so, like, but yeah. I don't think we can completely but, discredit them, you know. And that's, oh, yeah. You know. And, I mean, I'm, I'm huge. I think lyrics are incredibly important. And, you know, like, there were a few songs where it's the only reason I didn't give them, you know... A negative score was because of the music you know because the music in this album is incredible uh like it, it is such a well-composed album but there's just a lot of problematic things that are being said and the theme itself the themes themselves are pretty problematic you know oh yeah but when you're when, when you're when you're 14 years old and you just want to like feel emotions okay i I just i think that lyrically there are a lot of problems with the album so that's why i don't all right i think that is all we'll be back uh, next time with the uh recap and uh uh you can find me uh at almost famous minute and watchman minute and i'm zach freaking smith you can follow me on twitter at the informal log yeah and uh thanks again for having me on guys uh i love I love coming in here and messing with you. So. Oh, hell yeah. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I'm on my podcast, I'm like, I'm trying to hold the boat together. And then when I go on someone else's, I'm like, ah, tear our boats apart. <laughs> Goodbye, boat. Uh, <laughs> my name is Tyler Boudreau. Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute is the show I did. It's over. And the evil podcast of evil about Dr. Horrible is coming. And on Twitter, I am at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y follow me for some solid content and we ain't talking about that booty b-o-o-t-y oh no that's that's the pun good one it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.